Welcome to Notable Niches. Uh, we are here with Kat and Mike. Um, not we are here. I we are Ka- queer. <laughs> <laughs> I am Kat, and you are Mike. And this is episode one of us trying to live our dreams of being podcasters in some way, shape, or form. Reaching for the stars. Reaching for the proverbial stars that are somewhere in the world like that. <laughs> Setting ourselves up for new adventures. Setting ourselves up for failure. Every day of my life. It's literally all I do. <laughs> Wake up, <laughs> fail, go to bed, try again. Oh my gosh. The, <sighs> the, the, the sincerity of that statement of like going to bed and, and just being like, you know what? You gotta do it all over again tomorrow. Today didn't quite go well. You know what? Let's try again tomorrow. Every day is a new chance to fail. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Why are you apologizing? That's true. No apologies on this. No apologies ever. No apologies with family. How did you feel about that? About what? The the intro. I liked it. Okay. Can we listen to it? Yeah. Two. (laughs) And we did listen to it. And we we decided to keep that intro. (sighs) We're going to go burn him this shit. (laughs) This is us reacting to us. Intro number one. Oh god. Oh god. No. No, I can't go that deep into like <laughs> existential like outside looking into myself. Not on episode 1. <laughs> not not, on, not like this. Not like, not like this. this. No. We'll get there somewhere, okay. maybe in the double digits, really looking into ourselves. All right, so for our first episode, we want to like let's just introduce ourselves. Who are we? Why are we? Why? Oh, that's going too deep. Uh, for our first <laughs> double episode. Digits. Double digits. Sorry. <laughs> who are we? Uh, honestly, I, it's weird to even think about that. Like, how do you describe yourself of who you are? I, uh, I'll go first. Okay. As I clearly am doing. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of this of me taking over. So my name is Mike, uh, and I have been a musician all my life. I've freelance, kind of playing around, dabbling. But, I mean, anything that's art-driven is kind of where I, I I land. All right. I like that. Not, <laughs> Thank not, you. Not that Thank you need you. <laughs> my approval to be a lifelong musician. Um, I'm Kat. I work in communications, and that's kind of all you're going to get right now. Um, I work with, I have the ability to work with a lot of, a wide range of populations, and I am, I don't know. You know what I really love? I just thought. Nobody knows who we are. Nobody. We literally could have been like, <laughs> oh, I'm take a... two, take two. My name is Mike and I work for the CIA. Like, My name is Kat and I'm a professional mime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we really had a golden opportunity and we really ruined it. Oh, well. You know what? Now they know. I guess honesty. <laughs> it's our what... virtue. It's what we do. <laughs> to a fault though. Like I, I do feel like we are very honest people yeah i mean i think that's what kind of drew us together is that mm-hmm. well i mean when we first met we were we didn't know anything about each other let's i mean common sense says that but like over time the reason i felt drawn to you was that you you said what you meant but you didn't say it in like a i say i'll say it to your face i'll do whatever like it wasn't angry or yeah or rude you just i, I am, knew what you yeah. meant i am not a confrontational person i am which is probably <laughs> <laughs> I am straight up bitchy. Well, and I also feel like for the longest, because we worked in the same place. We don't do the same thing, but we worked in the same 
building. Um, and we really didn't interact with each other for a few years. And then all of a sudden, do we want to tell the hugging story? Yeah, you can tell. Tell Hugate. <laughs> yeah. How'd Hugate go? So I am not an affectionate person at all. And you somehow heard about that. And I don't know how you heard about that or who told you that I hated hugs. Or I don't I don't know if I, I don't went remember around at all. I don't know if I went around advertising it or s- <laughs> <laughs> a march, a protest. I, I hate hugs. I might have put it on like the marquee or in a workplace memo or something like that that I hated hugs. Um, and I got a random Facebook message from you one day just saying that you were going to hug me three times before Halloween. Looking back on that. <laughs> That is the most psychotic thing I have ever done. I know. And I'm so sorry about that. I accept your apology and I really do appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I didn't know who you were at all. And I think the only thing is, like, there was a moment where you were that cool kid who, like, I I was like, you know what? They're dark. They're edgy. And I want to be their friend. And I was like, I'm going to do everything in my power to make this work. And I grew up. Where, like, the only way that you would get attention was, like, you had to be over the top. I am not like that anymore. I am so more reserved and do not care at all what people think. But, like, when we first got there, I was like, I've got I've to make a friend. Well, I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> all <laughs> I'm of glad that. it worked out for you. But <laughs> Well, I remember reading that message and being like, this is weird. This is not going to happen. And then the next day... Or sometime that week, I heard you following me around with the <laughs> the Michael Myers Halloween. The I don't even know how the song. Yeah. That song behind me, and I got I got my first hug that day, and then I was like, oh, this is real. They meant this. <laughs> this is real. Yeah, and it just it escalated from there, and. Like I said, I'm, I'm glad it worked out because I'm really glad I met you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, looking back now, I think we've, we've come a long yeah, way. Yeah, we, we, we crossed we the right bridges. Yeah. Do you know what those bridges really were? And I, I'm fully open to talking about this. Uh, I really feel like you took me out of a level of misogyny that I just took for normal. Because I had no other representation to like show me what Really? Else. Yeah. Like, seriously, it, it was it was weird. It was shocking at first. And then the more I would talk to you and learn from you, and you would call me out and be like, hey, hey, there's boundaries. I was like, ooh, I like boundaries. I think you, healthy, yeah. Healthy, healthy boundaries. boundaries. Yeah. You set me in motion. I like that. And that's why we're here today. I like knowing that. That you impacted somebody. That you influenced yeah. somebody. I've done my job. Yeah. I'm out. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And that's the end of the show. <laughs> Well, no, I feel like along those same lines, something I learned from you, and this is going to sound so dark and so sad, you taught me how to feel. I mean, it is something that I do very often. You do. And let's be clear, because I know how that just sounded when (laughs) I taught you how to feel. Uh, Not in the physical sense. (laughs) Yes. A purely platonic feel. (laughs) No, but I feel like you have a level of emotional intelligence that I had no idea even existed. And you put so much language to feelings I knew I had but had no words for. And also, you gave me permission to be emotional without 
apologizing. And I was never, I never felt like I had that freedom or that allowance before. I mean, that's, I I appreciate that, first of all. Thank you so much for that. Uh, It it doesn't make sense for me for anybody not to feel validated to feel something. I mean, I grew up in the camp of stop crying or I'm going to give you something to cry about. (laughs) I did not grow up in that. But even then, like growing up, I had to, I perceived my own perception of, of childhood for me I was kind of feeling at an at a hundred dialed up as far as I could go, but nobody was receiving it, so it was just like, well, I'll just this is all for me. Like it was something I lived in; it was my norm. Mm-hmm. See, but I think that's great too. Like I think that shows like how authentic you are too, because you had all of these, you were able to show all of that and give all of that emotion, whether or not people were there to accept it. And again, like. I just really appreciated that. Aww. So. So do you want to hop into some of these questions as soon as I find Ooh, them? Oh, yes. What okay. So um, these are the, what we're doing for our first episode. So yes, we were talking about who we are and how we met, but we also wanted to go through a few of the New York Times 36 questions on how to get to know somebody. So technically it's supposed to be, you ask these 36 questions and it makes you fall in love, whatever, but... The website also says, ask these questions to a friend or a family member just to get to know each other. So we're going to get to know each other. So full disclosure, we have not seen either one of these questions. So should we just take turns, both both of us answering each question, or do you want to alternate? Yeah, let's alternate. Okay, so I will ask the first question. Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Okay, once again, psychoticness came out. I auto tuned that question to who would you want? Given the choice of no, 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 (laughs) no. I completely heard. Given the choice, who would you want for dinner? Like to? No, I know. (laughs) All right, here we go. First date question. If you could eat any person (laughs) cannibalistically, who would it be, and why? Hey, I'm asking the questions here. Okay, no, uh. If I could have anybody, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, That's... I, I feel like there's like the the out there thing. Like right now, my infatuation is Pedro Pascal, so I'd be like, I just want that. I will for dinner at dinner around dinner. It doesn't matter. You gave me butterflies. I mean, <laughs> he does. He does what he has to do. But honestly, if it could be anybody, I have like I hold relationships really strongly, and whenever a friend leaves, mm-hmm. it just kills me. And it's been like this since I was little. I have a friend, had a friend, I don't even know his last name anymore. I was in Boy Scouts when I first started, I hated it, like fifth grade, fourth grade. His name was Travis. If I could find that that person and get him to a dinner, I would love to know what's going on with him. He was the coolest person in the world and he he was like my first best friend. Well, Travis, if you're out there. I'm having you for dinner. Want to go to dinner? Oh, well. <laughs> With a nice Chianti. With a nice Chianti. Okay. I think that was a good that was a good answer. I like that what one. What about you? You know what? I think I would want to have dinner with <laughs> <laughs> You are this really captivating me is on this. Me stalling. Um <laughs> Well maybe that's not the question for you. Maybe your question is let's do No, number- wait, hold on. I do want to answer it. <laughs> I think I would choose, honestly, this is going to sound 
I feel like this is going to sound kind of silly. I just think she's such an interesting person. I would love to have dinner with Shailene Woodley. Um, the actress from Divergent. Oh. She... <laughs> Wait a minute. Which one? Like the, the Divergent? Yes. yes. Oh, why? Okay. No offense to that person, but why? Okay. So she helped Bernie Sanders campaign during his very first run for president. Um, she has also done a lot of interviews talking about environmentalism and minimalism. She doesn't own a cell phone. Like, I just think she's a very interesting person. Valid. Pedro like, Pascal just, is just sexy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you go for like intellectual <laughs> intelligence I and I go for somebody. hot. <laughs> I just want to touch somebody. I don't want Pedro Pascal to watch me eat. You know what? This is actually this brings up a whole other point. Yeah, I, I don't think I would want him to see me eat. I know how I eat. I know how I eat. It, Ribs? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, be slurping the cow, the the corn chowder. The corn chowder. Oh, I can't even say that. Uh, my husband Chris, uh, he constantly makes fun of me because there's not one meal I've ever had in my life in his presence where I haven't worn half of the meal. Even though, like you get that from your mother. Because, like, if I eat fries... Oh, oh, this is a question that's not on here. We're answering this. Okay. How do you put ketchup on fries? Or do you put ketchup on fries? No, I hate ketchup. Oh, you ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you want to know how I eat my fries? I dip my fries in mustard. Okay, that's that's not bad. Okay, because I've, I've seen people really have a reaction to that. No, no, no. I'm fine with having... Any condiment on a fry. I've seen people eat mayo Any on it. Condiment. Anything. I'm down for it. I will try it. Wash your sister sauce? <laughs> um, maybe. I mean, there is a line somewhere. But I'll try anything. I'm real, I'm like, like, food for me, I'll try flavors. Love them. But it's the, the ratio. For me, I, I don't get, I'm not down. I don't fuck with someone who puts like a glob of ketchup on the plate mm-hmm. and then dips the fry. Cold ketchup? Why? Because Why? it goes in the fridge. It should not be cold. It is, there's... Do I, you heat it up in the microwave? No. You don't put ketchup in the fridge? I don't put ketchup in the fridge. Oh I don't, God. I know, and it, I don't care what it says on the side of it. <laughs> Keep refrigerated. Why? It's so nasty. Eat it faster. How you, fast do you eat your... How often do you buy ketchup? <laughs> we probably have had it in there for a couple of years. <laughs> In the pantry? <laughs> in the pantry. No, Chris puts it in the refrigerator because he's smart and reads labels. But mm-hmm. I hate cold ketchup. So if I have warm ketchup, especially if I'm at a restaurant, and it's like warm ketchup. Don't, don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it has to be like drawn on top of every fry. And not like pick up a fry, draw the line. It's if they're, a wa- if they're waffle fries. I'm doing hash marks. I am. You're making French fry nachos with your. Oh my gosh, the best ketchup. description. That get, I am so excited right now for the idea of French fry nachos. What if they made ketchup into like, like it almost like craft dip- singles, <laughs> but ketchup. Marketing, marketing ploy. Mm-hmm. If anybody out there wants uh, to be backed up, we will not do it, but we will gladly take the credit for it. Yeah, I hate ketchup. So anybody who wants that idea can. Yeah, it's yours. can take it. You're welcome. No, All right, uh, next question. <laughs> I actually like the tangent. Uh, would you like to be famous? No. And in what way? Oh, never mind. I forget that. I would never want to be famous. I 
prefer to not be perceived ever. We are so going to disagree. I know. Every episode that we have. (laughs) Why are we friends? Because we disagree. Yeah. If I could be famous now, like if, if I could say my next sentence that comes out after this one and the next one after describing it, (laughs) if, if I could have like a following, a cult following, even though I know it's wrong, I would still be like, hell yeah, I did that. Okay. Here's a good question. Are cults wrong just because they're cults? No, not just because they're cults. Okay. They're wrong for a lot of other reasons. Why would your cult be wrong? You know what? We're going to come back to this on another episode. I'm going to catch you somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that one's a no. Give us way too fast. You get another one. Uh, Before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you are going to say? Okay. So I just want you to know the first part of that question that said, before making a telephone call, I felt my heart rate go up. (laughs) I don't think I rehearse what I'm going to say because that also increases my anxiety. I will say as the phone is ringing, please don't pick up, please don't pick up, please don't pick up. And then I stumble over my words when they do pick up or I have to leave a message. Oh, isn't that the worst? Which part? Both of them. No, no. Well, you know, with the anxiety. But when you have something in your head and you're like, all I got to do is say hello is so-and-so there. And then you pick it up and you're like, hi, I would like me. And like you can't I would like out. me. Yeah. It's. Ugh. You know what my favorite sound in the entire world is? I'm sorry. So-and-so's mailbox is full. Oh, thank God. And then it hangs up. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to age myself. A precursor to that. <laughs> We're sorry. sorry. It's, Your just... call cannot be completed as dialed. <laughs> Hang up and try again. As soon as that do-do-do, I'd be like, oh, thank God. My doctor's appointment. Don't have to make it now. I'm healed. <laughs> I magically don't need medicine. I also love that I used a doctor as an example, as if they're not paying their phone bill. <laughs> if your doctor is not paying your phone bill, you might be entitled going. to financial compensation. <laughs> no, okay, so for me on that one, I talk to myself regularly. Like, I, they probably have video footage of me at work walking in a hallway, talking, and they're probably like, there's a demon. There's something in the hallway because I will like turn my head and my neck and I'll just be like talking to myself because I am prepping for a conversation. That conversation is not going to happen, but I'm being ready in case it does. And it could be about nothing. It could be like a coworker is going to ask me, do you want to go and get a chicken across the street? And I'm like, okay, well, let me think about how I'm going to answer that so I can be succinct, use my time because I'm on a mission. Does that make me crazy? No. Well, I mean, I am not a psychologist. I cannot diagnose you. I can neither confirm nor deny whether you are crazy. <laughs> but I I also talk to myself, but not out loud. I talk to myself in my head constantly. And I have conversations that I know I'm going to have later with myself. Like I rehearse in-person conversations, but I don't ever, I don't think I ever rehearse phone conversations. Okay, but is a phone conversation different than an in-person conversation? When you look at, like, what it really is. It somehow feels different. I have way more anxiety talking on the phone. But but only because when I am talking on the phone, I'm usually talking to people I don't know. We're about to flip this over. When I talk to people in person, I'm talking to people I'm comfortable with. Because I do not speak to people I am not comfortable with. <laughs> okay, but logically. like Like, really, like, strip it all away of, like, how it makes you feel... I know that's hard, like, you pass the anxiety part, mm-hmm. but it's just a conversation. It, it's communication 
regardless, it's somebody conveying a point and someone responding to a point. But it feels more official. It feels more, like, professional, I guess. For me, any, like, a text, I'm, okay, oh my gosh, this episode's just gonna, gonna spiral. <laughs> Texting. Do you have the same anxiety with a text? Sometimes. It depends on who it is. Or, like, what kind of social bandwidth I have at that time. Because there are some times where I'll get a text that really is not that important, but it's asking me a question, and I just don't have the ability to respond at that time. So I will have anxiety until I do have the the bandwidth to respond. All right, I'm about to get myself called out here because I already know what you're going to say. Texting etiquette. What's too many texts in a row? That's that's not fair. It, it depends. Four. That's my line. I am consecutive. I am a, I am a triple texter, and I am guilty a hundred percent of it. I'm a triple texter. You can't triple text a double text. You can't t- triple text a double text. <laughs> no, like for me, and I, I've I've learned it. Just I, I blame theater. I blame growing up in theatrical company because everything's in threes. Comedy was in threes. We were drilled that comedy's in threes. You have to say something, say something, punchline. Say something, say something, punchline. Not that I need anybody to laugh in a text because I can't hear you, and that emoji doesn't mean anything. But but I will straight up always chop up my, my my thought into three bubbles just so I can make sure I'm following that rule. And I don't know what that means. Once again, I think there's something up there in my brain. But it's always threes. And it has to end in a question mark. If it doesn't, I get really frustrated with myself. And I'm like, I just don't text for the rest of the night. Our group chat, our group chat's done. Holy shit, you're right. Yeah, I know. You're like, as she pulls up all of the... I had to fact check. I had to fact check. So yes, I went through your last, uh, our last few text messages and you're right. And when it's not in threes, it's because I've interrupted. Okay. No, no, no. If someone interrupts me, I'm like, okay, you need to slow down. Michael, you need to slow down. But I, I just don't like block texts. I don't like how it looks. It's aesthetically <sighs> not pleasing. I love how that word sounds. Aesthetically. aesthetically. I like mollusks. Mollusks crisp. Crisp. Chrysanthemum. Mm. No, not as much. No. Yeah. Crisp. Crisps. Crisp. No. <laughs> no. Crisps goes back. <laughs> okay, next question. Oh, it's you. Oh. Let's do two more. Let's do two more. This will be a ongoing segment, so you'll get more. All right. Oh, I love this. What would constitute a perfect day for you? My brain immediately goes to <laughs> to uh, that freaking scene in uh, <laughs> Miss Congeniality. April 23rd. Yeah, and I'm like, don't say something stupid. Don't say something stupid. That's all I can think of. A perfect day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are we ready to get dark? Let's do it. I want it to be like the apocalypse. No people. What mm-hmm. version of the apocalypse? My version. <laughs> where I win. <laughs> no people. Uh, unless I want them. Like, I like I, I don't want to be bothered by interactions from other people. Solicitors, nothing ruins a day more than a solicitor. So I want nobody trying to sell me, scam me, push something on me, upgrade me. I just want to get through my day, see my garden, pet my dog, eat, eat food. If I could just eat food all day. Oh. Do you have any specific foods that are included in your perfect day? Yeah. Good ones. They're like, like, like <laughs> solid, solid cooking. I want flavor. I want bread. I want a dipping. Anything. If you can dip something, I don't care. If I can dip bread into a meal, 
that is the best middle of, uh, I don't care, stroganoff. Give me stroganoff if it's a little runny. Yes. If, oh, we're about to go down on this. Okay. If you have a stroganoff, and I'm talking like childhood stroganoff of like hamburger helper. Okay, yes. I'm <laughs> you in, know, I'm you're in. in. I want something that I can sop a baguette. A, a Panera hard should not be that hard baguette. Why are Panera bread so hard? Because they've been there for weeks. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is coming from the ketchup guy. I, just to be fair, I don't know if Panera bread keeps their bread for weeks. <laughs> it's just an assumption. Yeah. Also, we're not sponsored. <laughs> so, yeah. Nor do we have any beef with Panera bread. Oh, beef. Love beef. But no, I would eat, spend time in the garden, and probably just drink wine. I know that sounds like somebody in their 30s who's depressed. Hello. <laughs> On that same note, my perfect day. Breakfast slash brunch. Again, bread. French toast. Like a big, thick French toast. Powdered sugar. Probably stuffed with some kind of custard. A constant supply of a warm drink. Either coffee or tea. All day. While I finish an entire book. Start it in the morning. Finish it in the evening. And I, after making breakfast, you know what, maybe at the end of the day, after I finish my book, I'm making like a huge dinner. Like I'm making pasta from scratch. That is the perfect day. Nobody comes to my house. Nobody bothers me. Nobody asks me any questions. I can just read my book and make my food. You had me until you said book. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 we're doing this. And then you're like, and then I could just get my, and I'm like, movie. No. (laughs) Watch a movie. Watch a TV show. Binge watch a TV show that you've seen 900 times. No, no. I want a book. A good fantasy book, too. 36 and depressed. Mm -mm. 36. 36 and depressed. (laughs) Yeah. No. Do you know how many times I've watched the same show on any streaming service? And it's like, let's start it again. What is your most watched TV show. The uh, show you've watched the most times over and over and over again. What? Okay, played, not really watched, because honestly it becomes white noise to me, and I'm just like, we're going through it again. The one that I've probably had on the most, and it just keeps coming back, it's not even my favorite show. <laughs> Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I know, I know, I know. It's just because it's so absurd, and it almost is like watching... Uh, when you were little... And your parents would just put on something to keep you entertained. It's that feeling. It's the Muppet Show. It's uh, it's Nickelodeon. Nick Junior. Nick Junior. It's Toonami. It's it's just something that's flashy. It's it's the face. What was the face yeah. on? Yeah, face. Face. <laughs> it's stick stickly. Yeah, it's something where you're just like, oh my gosh, I could sit here and just look at this forever. Mm-hmm. Also, there's probably people who are like, oh, I made it this far. What are they talking about? Oh yeah, remember? 36. Ugh. I'm so mad that you picked a book. Because I, I, I'm like, that's you wasted big... your day. <laughs> no, that's the best. That's the best. It's the best way to spend my day. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Won't have that. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> Last question last for question. our first episode. Oh, this is so up my alley. When did you last sing to yourself and to someone else? Do my dogs count? Yeah. Okay. Yesterday. But what was it? It was Between the Bars by Elliot Smith. I love, that's probably one of my favorite songs, if not my favorite song. And for some reason, it's always playing as I'm getting home. Like, I feel like I listen to it a it's a regular 
it's a regular attendee on my playlist. And I feel like it always comes up as I'm pulling up to my house. So I end up singing it as I'm getting out of the car, walking up to my house. And then my dogs are always there. So I sing it to them. What about the part that you sing to yourself? Do you ever like, like intentionally, you're like, I'm going to sing a song for me. I mean, I don't think I'm like singing to myself. Like I'm talking to myself, like conveying a message to myself. But I sing, I sing often like by myself because I like the song. I never shut up. My head is constantly making songs up and like babble singing. I'm a, I'm a toddler. Oh my God, I'm a toddler. I sing to myself. I want to watch Nick Jr. And I want ketchup, <laughs> warm ketchup over my fry nachos. Oh my gosh, I just had the realization. We I never, never grew up. up. <laughs> we never grow up. You know, I succeeded. Yeah. I Peter Pan myself. Oh, you're doing it, Peter. You're doing it, Peter. Oh. Push the bass back. I really had fun. Like, I'm excited about these other questions. I think they're good questions. Wait, you didn't answer. What song is the last song you sang to yourself? I honestly couldn't tell you what it was because I've already probably had seven more songs. My brain is like frying, trying to look through what I what mm-hmm. I have done today. Like I said, my day is music, 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 music. Mm-hmm. And then the way I can That's base true. stuff it's is prob- I sing to other people. It's probably harder for you yeah. to pinpoint that. The amount of songs I've sang today are probably in the triple digits. It's oh, it's it's seriously it's ridiculous. It's exhausting. It's okay. No, one more thing on this yeah. before we go. It's the worst question, I think, in existence. I know there's probably really big ones, but right now this one is no, no, no. It's what I'm focused on. Oh. Is that when someone tries to meet you? Because this whole question was around like if you're trying to meet somebody. Yeah. And I really hate that question now that I think about it, because. I cannot stand when someone's like, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite? Th- I hate that. I hate favorite questions. I hate too. favorite questions. Because you shouldn't have just one favorite of anything. Because if you if you really can pinpoint your interest to one specific thing, you need more things. Exactly. It's also, it makes it like, oh my gosh, like I collected something. I have this one and now that I have another one, I have to throw it away. Um, No. And what's your favorite song? Who's your favorite artist? What's your favorite genre of music? Cannot stand that. Every genre. My Spotify playlists are a little, little chaotic. I don't know if I would agree with... I feel like having a favorite genre is a little different. It's a broader spectrum. Because like I could even think of like movies and, and books. I definitely have a favorite genre. Okay, but that makes sense to me. I don't know what it is about reading. Like For me... I only like certain books. When people try to push me out, you tried to push me out. And we're going to talk about this on another episode. You pushed me out and I asked you to do it and you did. And I enjoyed myself with a nonfiction book. The Octopus. The oh, Soul, the of, soul an of an Octopus. octopus. Great by book. Cy Montgomery. Great book. I will never read a nonfiction book again like that because it was exhausting. It also emotionally wrecked you. Oh, yeah. I don't need to feel about an octopus. Or octopuses, because I did learn that it's octopuses. Because it's a Greek word. Oh my gosh. See, the more you learn, shooting star. But I do like these questions, because that, that question was not asking you what is your favorite song. No, no, no. I think this one was fine. I just hate favorites. But I, that's why I think this list is really beneficial and really good, because it steers away from the, well, what's your favorite? So and so, what's your favorite food? Um... What do you do, like, for work? Like, it kind of 
gets you out of that box of thing that thinking box. The thinking box. It gets you out of the thinking box. That could have been the name of our podcast. It makes you think out of the thinking box. <laughs> thinking out of the thinking box. Thinking like out of the thinking box, otherwise known as your brain. Well, I'm school. excited to, to like I said, we're going to continue this on. We're, our our goal is to kind of keep these questions going throughout uh, different episodes. But if if once again, if you've made it this far and you're like, they just are going back and forth, and it's just like constant disagreement. Hi, welcome to notably notable niches. Yeah, that is basically what we do. So uh, I can't wait to see what we're going to talk about next time. I'm really excited. This has been really fun, and I. I can't wait for episode two. I can't wait to get fries. I can't wait to go put your ketchup in the fridge. (laughs) All right. Well, until next time, this is Notably Nishas. Bye. (laughs) I don't know how to end it. I like it. I like it. It's, It's awkward.